I on 2020 episode 270. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey guys, it's Ray Eaton here, your host of Ion 2020. Thank you for joining me for another episode, another week in this election cycle, but we don't even know what's going on in the election right now. I mean, there's not anything to talk about outside of the coronavirus, and how can I not talk about the coronavirus today, right? There's there's nothing else to talk about. Yes, there was a debate last night, Sunday night, there was a debate between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. It was much ado about nothing, though. Uh, all it did is solidify Joe Biden's place as the front runner. All it did is make Bernie Sanders look like somebody petty trying to stay in the race so he could kind of force the issues that he wants on the Democratic Party. That's about all it did. Um, I didn't even think it was going to happen because Joe Biden had nothing to gain from it or nothing to lose, nothing to gain from it, only things they could lose from it. That's what I was saying on the show on Thursday. But it ended up happening, so I was surprised. That's fine that it happened. Uh, Joe Biden did not have any real gaffes, I guess. He did call the coronavirus Ebola. No, I know that was Bernie Sanders called it Ebola, and uh, Joe Biden called it SARS, I think. But other than that, there was no real major gaffes or anything. Joe Biden looked like the front runner is what they say. He was a winner. Uh, Donald Trump was a winner in the night as well because... He really did not, I mean, nothing Nothing was said that was going to beat Donald Trump, per se. Uh, they didn't really bring Donald Trump up as well. So, really, much ado about nothing, to be honest with you, uh, with that debate. So, it's not even really worth going over, because look at what has happened since last Thursday when I recorded the show. First of all, all the sports the entire sports world just shut down completely on Thursday. So you had the NBA announce it Wednesday night that they were going to be canceling all, um, they're, in, they're not canceling, suspending their season until further notice. I think they were going to go in through for like a month. Then you had the NCAA, which has a big basketball tournament this time of year. I don't know if you know about that. March Madness is what they call it. And that was a big deal as well, uh, that they canceled that. And then you literally had everything else shut down after that. All sporting events shut down. Absolutely insane. And it's just been all downhill from there. So on top of that, there's been nothing but bad news in the financial world. Stocks were just up and down, up and down all last week. Anytime there's bad news, it's down 2,000 points. Anytime it seems like there's a better thing on the horizon, it's up a little bit. And then it's down, then it's up, then it's down, then it's up, and it's just been a roller coaster ride. But everybody has lost anyone that has a 401k, IRA, retirement fund, any type of investment fund in almost any sector, even gold, is just tanking right now. And everyone's freaked out about this whole 
coronavirus thing. Like, it's just the entire world. It's like I'm living in in the twilight zone right now. I walk into a Walgreens to look for some disin- some antibacterial lotion or whatever for my hands. I go in there to buy some antibacterial lotion and, and people are just staring at you like you're crazy and you can't find it anywhere. And you can't find toilet paper anywhere. You can't. F- my wife goes to the grocery store. She says the, f- the shelves are half stocked and there's, they're running out of food. And people are preparing like this is the end of times right now. And it's just absolutely insane out there. I'm out there for work and people stare at you like you're a crazy man. Um, we're not shaking people's hands. We're not talking to each other. I mean, there's Donald Trump today is talking about making everyone stay in for 15 days. What do you do? I mean, li- libertarians, the one thing that we don't have, it seems like to me, is a really good defense of no central planning when it comes down to some kind of major virus, unless, of course, we were in a state-free society where you can have your own little community or whatever, and then that community, you know, has its own private security force, private police force, the whole nine yards, right? And then you could just kind of like lock people out based upon it's your own covenant community and all that. But that's all hypothetical mumbo jumbo that nobody in the world would understand except for somebody that is like totally steeped in libertarian ideals and most even even most libertarians don't even understand the idea of like covenant communities and how a state free society would work and all that stuff so i'm not even gonna go there on this episode because that's not the that's not the point of the episode but you can't like libertarians in general it's hard to come up with a a thorough plan from a libertarian to defend the entire like this this statist idea that the state needs to do something that the people need to do something that the government needs to do something to step in to stop the spread of a virus because it does seem like central planning is the only thing that would work outside of that and and i mean i'm just trying to figure out in my mind how how to rationalize not having some big state and I like the from the federal government level is what they're doing is it gonna work or should it be taken down to the state level the county level to the community level because what I see out there is a lot of people that just don't care a lot of people that just go about their day a lot of people that are neither here nor there about spreading the coronavirus around is and then I have a lot of people that are just thinking that it's some big conspiracy and that that's not that big of a deal and it might not be that big of a deal but I've been looking at it since I think January or so I started doing the counting whenever they started talking about this in China and you know you had every five days or so the amount of people that had it double um but then those people most of them that have it and it doubles you know as it doubles it's just people are being tested more for the particular virus that's why it continues to double. But I think this thing has been around for a little bit longer than what they think it has been. I've been, you know, looking at different um, CDC websites and stuff. And you look at flu season in 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, and then 2019 and 2020 flu season. And it seems like there's a lot more people going to the doctor for flu this year 
than there were last year or flu-like symptoms is what they call it, influenza-like symptoms. Uh, seems like that's the case. I had some charts that I found that kind of showed it. You look at week 10, you go to the CDC website and you look at week 10, there's a map that shows how many influenza-like symptoms people came to the doctor for and in each state and stuff. And it's like all red on that state for week 10, 2020 versus week 10, 2019. There's not as many. And then you go back even further and, you know, some years there's very few influenza-like symptoms going to the doctor in 2013, 2014, 2015, but all of a sudden in 2020, you have week 10, and there's just an influx of people going for flu-like symptoms. So I think this thing is probably spread a lot further than, than people even realize. The government does not have the answer to this problem, though, because they're the ones that are supposedly in charge of getting the testing kits out there, and there's not that many testament kits out there so they've been having a hard time doing that if we would have left it in the private sector's hands can we make a rationale that hey it would have been a lot faster i would assume that's the case but how do you make that case with people um how do you really make that case with people in 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 a time where everyone's demanding that the government does something everyone's blaming donald trump or defending donald trump it becomes a political issue and that's what you're looking at. How how do we as libertarians explain this in a libertarian term that would bring people some kind of peace that, hey, the government doesn't need to be doing as much as it is? Or should the government be doing more? I don't know. I mean, as a libertarian, I take the stance that the, that the federal government and the state governments should do as little as possible in intervening in our lives. But I do see how people are, and they're very nonchalant about it. They just don't seem like they care about spreading the virus around and all that and that's what should you have some kind of force control because of that i don't necessarily think so um i think that if people were taught from a very young age that hey there's not going to be a lot of intervention in your lives there's not going to be you're going to be responsible for your own actions and responsible for your family and responsible for your friends then we would look to the government less for things but the culture that we have now looks to the government more for things they look to the federal government for everything it's really if there's ever a problem with anything they look to the government so this is not a thing that libertarians can really talk to this is i mean we can talk to it but there's this is not a thing that libertarians can really get out there and say hey we have the answer to this because people are not demanding less state control on anything so our goal has to be to slowly change the culture back or change the culture in general to a culture of people who are less likely to ask the government when things go crazy if things are going crazy now, everyone's just hoping the government does something. What are they going to do? What's Donald Trump going to do? What's the plan? What's the action? That's what everyone's demanding. The news media is demanding it. Everyone's critiquing Donald Trump for this and, and praising the South Koreans for that. And look how centrally planned that they were and got this thing under control so fast. But look at Italy who didn't do it and da 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 And we can't sit there and defend libertarian policies right now as we speak that's the problem because that's what everyone's looking for is more solutions to the problems not 
oh, defending limited government at this point, right? But what we need to do, and I just said it, what we need to do is just, as this thing passes, we need to start changing the culture, changing people's decision, you know, or decision to ask for more government, changing people's idea of what they expect from their government. Because if we did have a culture where people demanded less of their government, then they would be more responsible in times of crisis like this. They would have have their hands out less in asking for more from their government, I guess. That's the only thing I could really say. This is a really crazy time. Like, it totally feels like the twilight zone out there. I'm just kind of rambling on today. I apologize for that. But there's just news after news after news, bad news after bad news after bad news going on for, like, the entire weekend and the entire week last week. And it's just an absolutely weird time that we're living in right now. People are losing money left and right in the stock market. There's just this major sell-off going on, just craziness going on in this world. And I I feel like, I mean, my kids are out of school right now. They canceled school for who knows how long. They're saying until April 1st, but it might go on longer. They're saying in New York it might go on until the end of the school year. You go to the grocery store, there's no food there. You know, different companies are shutting down. People are going to be losing their jobs. There is just, you can see the entire economy falling apart based upon that. Small businesses, restaurants that depend upon, you know, just a normal way of life. This is how it works, guys, in the credit markets. Like, every business is based upon credit. Every single one of them, almost. Small businesses especially, they have their SBA loan, they have different loans, they have different money that they, you know, different contracts that they have with their suppliers that they have to pay, you know, 30 days after they receive it. So by that time they've made their money off the food that they've sold so then they can pay those bills off and it's all based upon credit. Their beer suppliers, their liquor suppliers, all of that stuff is based upon credit. And if they've had those deliveries and the food's been delivered and they have to pay for it at some point and... If they're shut down, less customers go in there, that slowly falls apart. Think about the car dealerships as well. Less people going to buy cars. All that stuff is based upon credit. All Every single one of those cars is there on credit through some sort of company. Less people to buy cars because they have less, they've lost their job where they've been out of work for a week or two or three unpaid on some kind of leave of absence of some sort, then what are they going to do? And then you can see it just crumble. The financial markets just start to crumble if this continues to persist. With 9-11, it was a couple days. A couple sectors. With a hurricane, it's a small area impacted for a short amount of time. This is not just, you know, South Florida. This is not Eastern North Carolina. This is the entire United States economy. This is the entire world economy. This is everybody feeling the pinch. Small businesses especially. Large corporations. They probably have the financial assets to survive it for a while. 
but who knows how long. Airlines. Like, that's where the pinch is going to be in the financial sector, guys. Because everything is based upon credit. Everything. There's not a single thing that is not out there on credit. I mean, yes, some people own their homes. Some people own their cars. Some businesses don't run on credit. That's true. But most do. And that's where it starts to fall apart. Because you expect to have a certain amount of revenue coming in every single month. You're going to pay those bills with. Pay those loans back with. Short-term loans, long-term loans, whatever. You're going to have a certain amount of money that you know needs to be coming in. And you took out those loans based upon having that type of revenue coming in. And then everything falls apart. Liquidity starts to fall apart. Everyone's trying to rush to cash right now in the market. So the stock market starts tanking. And think about on the corporate level. Those corporations have bonds out there. They have stock assets that are out there. They borrow based upon the value of their stock, value the value of the company. That's how they borrow. So will they have the liquidity they need to keep operations going? Who knows? Over time, that's what that's what that's what will happen, guys. And that's the challenge that we're going to run into if it goes much longer. And this is the thing is like 15 days Donald Trump is talking about today, 15 days, everyone's staying for 15 days, it's going to hurt for a little bit, but if everyone does that, then it'll all go away. But most people aren't going to do that. They've never been able to stop the spread of an airborne virus like that. They haven't. They could slow it. They could slow it. But they can't stop it. And then, on top of that, you have the news media that is just egging this thing on. Like Like I hear people talk, and some of, the, some of the pundits, some of the people that are on there are very rational about it. But then you have the people that are like, the sky is falling, and they make it sound like it's terrible. And the reason why they're doing it is because they get on TV that way. Like, if you just came on, and you're just like the rational guy every single time you got onto Fox News. Yeah, you're not probably not going to get onto Fox News that much more. But if you just have this, you know, polarized view of this thing... Then you're going to get on Fox News. You have to be on either one of those polarized ends, but someone in the middle isn't going to get on Fox News. And they're they're doing a real disservice to the people that listen to the shows and watch these shows because they're giving out bad news, bad information about the effects of this virus. So let's get into the real effects of the virus, right? For some people, there's a small percentage, they are asymptomatic and they are carrier of the virus. They have no idea that they have it. They don't have any symptoms whatsoever. They never even get any symptoms. They're in, but they're a carrier of the virus. That's some people, 10%. I don't know. There, there's no scientific numbers on it. But let's just throw a number out there. There's some people that are asymptomatic, but they're a carrier of the virus. They go out and they spread it around. And they're going to spread it on around to other people that are asymptomatic that won't have any symptoms of the virus. That's true. But there's other people who will have very minor symptoms of, the, of this, right? They might get a dry cough. They might get a low-grade fever. And that's it. So those people, they're going to know to stay home. But then you have other people who take some Advil and get out there and start doing what they normally do, right? Let that fever go away. They have a little dry cough. Eh, whatever. No big deal. 
So there's people in that boat. And then there's other people that will have pretty severe respiratory cough. Like they might have a high fever. They may have 103 degree fever for a little while, a day or two or three. Who knows? But everyone falls into a different category, right? And then you also have the people who are going to have very major respiratory problems from this disease, from this virus. There's going to be people on all the different spectrums. And everyone says, oh, it's not as bad as the flu. Or some people say, oh, it's just like having the flu or a cold. It just depends upon the spectrum that you're at of, how, of, what, of what your symptoms are, right? You're somewhere on the spectrum of no symptoms to very severe symptoms. And most of the people that get the very, very severe symptoms that have to be hospitalized, people that have pre-existing conditions or retirees or old people that have some sort of respiratory problem already, maybe COPD or something like that. And you do not want to get that spread to those people. And that's what they're trying to do is limit that type of spread to the people. So that is why they would have any of these controls that are going on. Are they the right controls? Who knows? I don't, you know, I I tend to say that, um, that people should be left to their own devices in some way as a libertarian, but we don't live in a libertarian world. So does there need to be some sort of state sanctioned control of this that's where i you know that's where i get a little bit um a little bit weary i guess you know that's all but everyone's gonna fall onto that so let your just be aware of that if you're out there spreading it around or something like that you might be spreading it to somebody that might die and that you know there's no way that that person could sue you per se but i mean in the pure libertarian world the utopia that we dream of or whatever you would be able to sue somebody for infecting you with the cold or the flu or the or some sort of virus right to pay for your medical bills you can't do that in in today's modern world i guess but that's where i get that's that that's what i have to say about this coronavirus thing it feels like we are living in a crazy time right now and hopefully it doesn't get worse hopefully it doesn't get worse It's just the weirdest thing. You can't even talk about the the election right now. And that's what I want to talk about today was just this whole coronavirus thing. Um, I'm just, like I said, I was just kind of rambling on. I'm just kind of thinking out loud right now, um, trying to figure out in my mind how a libertarian would handle it. And I'm sure there's been plenty of books written about this stuff, plenty of things that were said about this by different libertarian thinkers, libertarian writers and stuff. Um... But hopefully, 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 the worst of the worst does not happen and that the state just continues to take more control over our lives. And they use this as a reason to do that, right? They always say never let a, a um, crisis go to waste. Hopefully that's not what the people in Congress and the leaders end up doing um, up there because that would be even worse, so... Anyway, guys, I appreciate you listening to the show every single day. I'm sorry this is a little bit somber episode or whatever. Um, we will get back to the election soon. Just want to talk a little bit about the coronavirus and the crazy world that we're living in today. Um, keep on coming back every Monday and Thursday for the show. I will make sure that I'm putting together some great shows for you as we proceed to the election, okay? Seems now that Donald Trump is going to be running against Joe Biden, and that's just the way it's going to be. So uh, this should be fun. Two old guys uh, battling it out. Uh, that's what we'll do, all right? So I appreciate you joining me. Like I said, I on the Empire is the face, is the um, 
website that I have, IonTheEmpire.com. I also have I Am the Empire on Facebook and on Twitter. You could follow me there if you want to. You could also message me there as well, all right? Um, but come on, keep on back, coming back every Monday, Thursday, and I'll talk to you guys Thursday so you have clear vision for 2020.